this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. My name is Josh Roach, and I'm joined by Sean Selvin. He Green. Long time, guys. Long time to get together on the podcast. Uh, oh, it's been a while. Oh, it's, it's been, been some time. a while. Yeah. I, oh man, we got What's a lot of been catching like up. Ten years. Yeah, just about ten years. Just about yeah, 10 years. I, I haven't. I haven't been on in at least a year, if not two. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's kind of like the funny thing. The last thing I think we podcasted about was like hyping up, really looking forward to Kenobi. And then yeah. life happened, and we didn't even get a chance to discuss Kenobi at all. Um, but uh, I think it'd be good for all of us to and our listeners to go back and kind of uh, share our thoughts on that in the future. But in the present... We have kind of the glue that's holding together the Star Wars franchise, I think, right Keep now. Keep your focus on what's here and now, Josh. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the No, future. here and now. <laughs> so the here and now, like I said, the glue, I think, that is holding the Star Wars franchise together right now. Mando. Season 3 has dropped. And... Uh, yeah, so Sean, what what are your what are your first initial thoughts? Well, I'm excited to talk about my favorite part of season one, or Zero. episode one, of season three. Yeah, that would be the robots, the two robots uh, following behind Grief Karga carrying his cape as he walked. <laughs> I just thought that was like the coolest addition, and I was very happy to see that. We we talked when we were watching it about how every season his his wardrobe just gets more extravagant and larger and more colorful and. His robes get more regal. So happy to see Grief Karga. Happy to see his uh, his little <laughs> I don't know his his little droids follow behind him carrying his thing. But no, seriously, um, I hey, thought droids. it was a first impression. It was a solid episode. Uh, I liked the big alligator turtle monster. That was a really cool action sequence. Um, nothing mind blowing. I think it set the stage really good for for episode two. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Um... I think it did set the stage. It was a lot of uh, stage setting, but I think it did a really good job of of doing that and not boring us. There was yeah. there was a whole lot of um, exposition in this episode, but I think there was a good amount of you know action in the midst of that. Um, yeah, I, the way it started off, I almost thought we were getting more exposition with uh, a flashback, and I think it was kind of set up that way like you didn't uh, know if it was a flashback or if it was yeah yeah with, the kid, with, that, with that kid yeah the kid yeah, yeah the kid in the water uh who i guess is a vizsla and a lot of the rumors are saying it could be paz vizsla the great big bulky yeah, blue yeah. armored uh mando it could be his child um oh. it is of his house at least we know that he seems um, pretty and, adamant on helping him out when that turtle monster alligator attack was happening yeah, the gator monster. Yeah. So, and all right. So let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room that everybody's talking about, where like the rehashing of the same conversation essentially Mando and the armorer had um, just kind of flip flopped. Uh, she was the one who told him that in order to cleanse himself and uh, dismiss his apostate. Um, uh, like the uh, the order of apostate that he's in, uh, he had to go back to the mines of Mandalore and bathe. That was in Book of Boba Fett, and then in this one, he brings it up to her. It's essentially the same episode or the same conversation, a different episode. What? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they wanted to rehash it for those who just watched the Mandalorian. Right, but you know, yeah, for so people who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. What What is your thoughts on that? Like, uh, with. Grogu essentially like doing like a pop-up hi wave like it's a reveal and then having this same conversation again do you think it plays well so I know I know we watched 
connected together, and I meant to ask while we were watching it. Do we know where in the heck that shard of glass came from? Did we see it? I don't think so. I was I was asking myself the same question, and I can I it's not in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, like I don't remember him getting it, so I was like, did I miss something? Did I fall asleep? Which is highly right. unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I hadn't thought about that till now. But yeah, you you're talking about that like shard from the surface. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yep. Yeah. yeah Where did he get that? Like when? Or when did he get that? I guess. He, he got it from somebody who traded it to him, right? Who who was supposedly so the at the surface? Jawas, right? Yeah, he says the Jawas got it from a guy who was on Mandalore and traded it to them. So we can assume maybe he got it from the Jawas when he was on Tatooine in right. helping Boba Fett out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking that uh, two theories on that. I think that we're going to get more information on where he got that from. And as far as going back to Mandalore, uh, when he went and talked to Bo-Katan about going back to Mandalore, and she revealed that, um, you know, like Axe Woves and the other uh, Night Owls that, we saw her with like Sasha Banks or whatever that we, yeah. we saw her with in season two have left her because essentially she was unable to get the dark saber um, rightfully yeah. and wield it this time and that they've gone off and they're acting as mercenaries. Now we have heard rumors that Christopher Lloyd is going to be playing a Mandalorian in season three. Really? So yeah. So my <laughs> right, right now, my thing. Yeah. Christopher can, you, can you imagine that? I can't. I'm having trouble visualizing it. Be it'd be awesome. Yeah. So I I'm thinking. Here's my two theories, and and write these write this down and date it because my two theories are this: either Christopher Lloyd is going to be leading a pack of those uh like Wagon Mandalorians that used to follow Bo-Katan right now as mercenaries. He's going to be like maybe a Mandel that's been a mercenary for a while. Like he went and did that years ago and Axe Wolves and Sasha Banks have joined him in that. Or there are still Mandos, a sect of Mandos who never left Mandalore. And they're going to be, you know how, you know, the children of the watch with the, the armorer and Din see themselves as the true Mandalorians right now. Uh, then you have Bo-Katan and her people, they kind of look down on the children to watch saying like, Oh, you have abandoned Mandalore. I think it's possible that we get to Mandalore with Din and later with Bo. And there's another sect of Mandalorians who are going to look down their nose at all of these guys saying, we never left Mandalore. We've been living in this ruined rock this whole time. It just seems like there's a bunch of people who think they're the right group. It's like, it's like different um, religions worshiping the same guy. Like, Oh, Hey, we're Jewish. We think we're right No, We're Christian. We think we're right. It's like, you know, they're, like different people doing the same thing but um yeah i think that's a good theory i could see that happening i i i don't know how christopher lloyd's going to uh i'm sure they'll do a good job with it just interesting choice i guess great scott yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's, interesting that's thing somebody it... decoded the text uh the mandalorian text on that rock and it is actually a verse from the bible um, it's from Exodus 10, five through six, and it says this, and they shall cover the face of the earth that one cannot be able to see the earth and they shall eat the residue of that, which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail and shall eat every tree, which groweth for you out of the field. See, it's, it's all got this weird religious feeling. Like yeah. they're all thinking they're the right religion and they're, they're, they're the true ones and. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where that goes, I guess. It says, uh, it, it says, and they shall fill thy houses and thy houses of all thy servants and the houses of the, all the Egyptians with neither thy fathers nor thy, they, neither thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. Huh. So yeah, it's got, like you were saying, Sean, it's like this different and i mean you kind of hit the nail on the head right like that's christianity and christianity judaism islam right there like they all spring from like the same belief yeah, yeah it's all abrahamic all religions yeah. yeah yeah 
So I think that there's it's a very good possibility that we see a third sect, and uh, and that uh, could be led by uh, by Christopher Lloyd. So that's that's my theory on that. Um, I like it. But uh, yeah, I I, I'm thinking that next episode, we know that there's a shot of Tatooine, and he's going to head back there. Maybe we get some. Uh, some more clarification on where that came from. Yeah, maybe it's like a flashback to when he got it. That's a good maybe possibility. Maybe they're going to pull a book of Boba and we're just going to get a bunch of flashbacks. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So, so, so instead of it being like a book of Boba Fett episode about Mando, it just switches and it's a Mando episode about Boba doing there something. Go. There you go. That would be hilarious. Oh, well, I think that they need to, <laughs> like what we started off talking about, they need to fill in the gap between um, season two and season three. Uh, explain more about what happened in the book of Boba Fett to just the general Mandalorian peeps. You know what I mean? Cause right now it'd be super confusing. Although if you look at the numbers that uh, book of Boba Fett finale actually did the book of Boba Fett finale actually blew any Mando viewings out of the water. Really? That's yeah. surprising. But mm-hmm. um I know like Jason Ward's um, thoughts on this are is probably just because of when it came out and like peak COVID times, everybody was still like cooped up at home for the most part. So people were still had a higher subscriber rate, not as much to do. So whether or not it actually has as much of a uh, cultural impact, we'll see. Um, but I still think that they need to just for the sake of like rewatch, you know what I mean? Like people in the future watching this, are they necessarily going to go watch all of Book of Boba Fett and then come back? Yeah, right. And watch yeah, yeah. You think about it. Like when you're binging this in the future, somebody wants to watch the whole series, you can't assume that you're going to go off and watch that one episode of Book of Boba Fett. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense to to cover that within the series itself, or at yeah. least you know mention it. Yeah. So he's got that side quest going on. Uh, he's got. Uh, you know, trying to cleanse himself, go back to Mandalore, figure out what's going on with that shard. He's, he's trying uh, to build the uh, the robot or the droid. IG-11. Yep. Yeah. To help him go back there. He's the only robot I trust. Right. And then he tries to kill Grogu. <laughs> yeah, some uh, Terminator action going on there. I'm pretty sure that was all stop motion, too. It looked like it. Yeah. yeah it, no, that was. Yeah, it was like Terminator, right? When he's like pulling his like you know, limbless body. Yeah, that's what I thought of immediately. I thought of that scene in Breaking Bad when the cousin is like pulling his body oh towards Hank. Remember that? Like there's a like yep. blood trail behind him. Yeah. Is it was similar that the, though? The parking lot? Was that the parking no, lot? No, that was that was that was when he was in uh in the hospital and he went to see him. Or, or Walter walked up and the, he was in the bed and like got off the bed and just like drug his body towards him. Oh man, that was right before he, that was right before he was poisoned by Mike and died in the hospital. Okay, gotta watch okay. it again. You gotta watch gotta it. Watch, I gotta watch it again. Yeah, if nothing but to uh, just get more Gene Carlo Esposito. Yeah, the guy rocks. I yeah, still I have rock. to watch. I have to watch Better Call Saul. <clears throat> I have to finish the it. last season. Yeah, which is another kind of like the storytelling kind of mode that they're taking uh, like going back and filling in the gaps and moving forward is very star Wars esque. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it is. Yeah. I'm uh, then the other storyline that, that we have going on that's related to IG 11 is these pirates. So what were were your take on the pirates? (laughs) Um, I thought like when they were on the planet, the first time you see them when they're trying to go have drinks in the school or whatever, um they were decent i mean they were just your basic bad guys but then it was really cool once we actually saw their ship i liked the captain blackbeard slash greenbeard algae beard um main pirate guy yeah it was a really cool thing that i feel like we hadn't really seen a lot in in live action star wars where it was like legit pirates took over a spaceship and were kind of treating it like pirates would like a pirate ship and it just had that kind of feel and i thought it was cool and unique in star wars or something i hadn't felt before so I, i i enjoyed it a lot I like that his ship is a former um, separatist confederacy like dreadnought yeah. from the Clone Wars. 
that felt very cool to me. Yeah, that, you're you a know, pirate, right? Like you're just taking what you can get and turning it into your pirate ship. No, you want to hear the uh, what the old rumor mill is turning out oh, yeah. about about oh, yeah. Dorian Shard. So uh, <laughs> talking about, uh, I want to talk about how we're getting some like blending together and merging of a lot of the different Star Wars timelines and such, or uh, you know. Star Wars Rebels, you know, a lot of stuff that happened in that, the Clone Wars, these are all this stuff is becoming very relevant in live action today. Um, but moving forward, do you remember when we were at Celebration, Sean, that they announced um, the show Skeleton Crew? Yeah, it's yep, gonna be starring Jude Law. Yeah, and what we know about it, what we've heard is he's going to have a group of students that come with him and it's being whispered and talked about that they're going to be fleeing from pirates. So maybe these pirates show back up in the Mandalorian. Is this the one that people said would be like stranger things up in star Wars? Okay. Yes. Yes. So a lot of the complaints I've been hearing from people, including our good friend, uh, Michael Pappas. And next time he's on the show, he can weigh in more on this, but uh, he actually did not like, Dorian Shard at all like he thought he was he thought he was like corny kind of cheesy looking um but I think that I like reason, yeah so see it reminded oh, I me th- I thought it's uh, you're talking about, that's the the name of the the big pirate right yeah the mossy green beard yeah green beard yeah I, I don't I know like, like the way he looked yeah well I mean the late the way he looked was cool um just the feel of like cutting into a pirate ship and it i don't know i, I just thought it was cool i liked it it yeah, was my I, second favorite it was my second favorite thing after the little droids falling grief cargo yeah so it was uh i it it felt kind of campy corny in a good way in yeah, a Star yeah. wars way in a return of the jedi kind of way which is kind of the timeline that we're living in and inhabiting right now um and i think that like it's that show being very kind of like Stranger Things, Amblin like, um, I think that it, it very much could play into that. Those being like the main bad guys for this uh, skeleton crew. Do Do you guys know who Old Greg is? Old Greg. Have you ever uh, seen the the skit? It was like a British show. I don't think it, so. Okay, well. I have to say no. <laughs> Google old Greg really quick. See if it reminds you of. I know Let's... who old Roy is. <laughs> the skit. Yeah. The, watch the video of old Greg sometime when you have like 10 minutes. It's hilarious, but this old, guy reminds me of old Greg. Old Greg. Oh, old yes. Greg. I've seen other people um, <laughs> yeah. referencing this guy. Yeah, so take old... his hair on the top of his head and put it on his beard. and It would be, it would remind me of him. So what is this from, Sean? From the BBC's, so it's it's from it's a show called Mighty Boosh that I don't know this is like fifteen years ten years ago. Uh, it's like a, they do like skits. I, I don't know. I watched the whole show. I just watched the skit, but it's really it's hilarious. You just gotta watch it. Yeah. So just, if you, you just go to YouTube, look up Old Greg. Greg. It's probably like t- it's probably like a ten minute skit. It's really funny. Here comes Old Greg, the Mighty Boosh, BBC's Threes Late Ones. Yeah, look that yes. up. That's the video I'm looking at right now. Yeah, he definitely uh, has a uh, Old Greg vibe. Like the hair. Going on. Yeah, the hair, <laughs> the moss beard going on. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's campy in a good kind of way. Um, and I think that uh, maybe it is a, a little bit campy for Mando. But if it if they're using this to kind of springboard off, and maybe he's somewhat of a beeline threat for Mando in this, um, I think it works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, maybe campy a little. But what makes him campy? Just because he was like a stereotypical pirate, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, look people at are like saying da- he's look, too look, pirate. Look at, look at like Dax in episode two. I mean, he was a little over the top, and I guess you could be like, oh, he's just like a an old. I don't know how you would describe them, but like, yeah, similar to that, like not goofy, but like, you know, their characters. Yeah. I mean, those kind of people existed, you know, there's all, this is what I always throw back being a star Wars apologist. You know, people want to say like 
Jar Jar doesn't really belong. Jar Jar doesn't really fit into it. He's too comedic. Uh, but there are people, goofy people and clumsy people in our world. And there yeah. are also like, you know, monks and warriors and politicians. And we all live in the same world. So let's not put Star Wars in a box. What I love about Star Wars is how different it can be and how many different aspects we can get of this universe. You know, it should be more variant than ours because of how big it, it would be. Right. Yeah. And, and that actually goes to like, you know, you can have different even within the, you know, now that we're having multiple different shows and types of shows, you can have some shows, um, you know, like Andor that are have a certain feel and some shows like Mando that have a certain feel and, and they don't have to be the same because you're right. Like Star Wars is a very vast universe. You can have more serious, you can have a little, a little more lighthearted. Um, yeah. So that's actually, be, that, that doesn't have to be this like deadly serious, like super science fiction thing. You can have, you can have some, some goofballs in it once in a while. Yeah. That's something that actually, uh, uh, Chad Campbell, that uh, is a friend of the show and he he has the Star Wars lunch break or lunch special um, we were talking about the other day and he was saying that Andor uh, is his Star Wars and it might be his like favorite Star Wars ever of all time it's what he's wanted Disney to do forever um, he said he he gets the Filoni verse but you have an entire galaxy to explore and it finally felt explored um, he said, no lightsabers, no Sith, no Jedi, just people. Um, it felt real, and the episodes were standalone. It was consistently building a plot, and there's a reason to get into the, you know, into those. Um, I, I I respect everything he, he says about that, and I, like, I watched the whole series yet, so I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not the best person to weigh in. Everything he said is great, but at a certain point, what makes it, like, what makes you a star wars fan <laughs> what what makes it star wars then like it's you know right jedi, jedi force lightsabers that kind of makes star wars to some degree um, right t what do you think about um andor versus mando so unfortunately i think time got away from me and i only seen maybe actually i only seen the first two episodes Oh wow! Okay, so and that was the I, day it came out. So that just kind of goes to show you, like, you know, some pretty big Star Wars fans, Sean, especially you, like, and it just doesn't have. I liked it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I like the grittiness of it. I like it's that part of the universe. But like I'm always saying, it's like you're drawing in this big tapestry. It's filling in a part over here. But I think yeah. there's something missing from overall Star Wars because Star Wars isn't science fiction. It's science fantasy. And it's missing it's, yeah, the fantasy. True. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's shows that are purely science fiction. I mean, Star Trek probably goes a little more towards just true science fiction. Yeah, Star um, Trek, But you're right, Stargate. it is science fantasy. Yeah. And, and just to talk about why, really quick, you know, why I, I probably haven't finished it and focus as much on on that show as i have like mandalorian i feel like that's like what's going on in the favoloni verse if we'll call it okay. that is the uh is kind of like the main storyline the, the majority of shows are around this central story and kind of moving that direction um right. nothing against nothing against andor it's just that it's it, it feels like i could watch that later and not miss out on too much right Right. So it's I, I, I want to stay in and up to date on, on everything that's moving in the main story. I should be watching Andor, you know, if I'm a true fan, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on as much by not watching it right now. I well, I actually agree with that. I mean, that's probably why I haven't forced myself to, to go and sit down and carve out a couple hours a day to watch a couple episodes. See, I think it would do best Andor especially by people like if you're not going to seek it out and watch it week by week, I think it would do better. Just if you have time to binge it, binge it. It's like, it's gritty. Um, and it's kind of longer form. Uh, it's not episodic really. Um, it, 
it tells a, a complete story, but it's not, I think it works better if you can just take it all in. It, it'll have more emotional resonance. But like you guys said, it, it, you don't, it, it's a background noise. Kind of the funny thing about Andor, um, if you listen to the opening of every single episode, it starts off very uh, like torn down. Like, I think it's just like drums a drum beat or something like that. Every episode, it kind of builds and builds and builds. There's more instruments added. By the end of it, it's a crescendo, but it's showing you like all these things building up. But I think Andor itself is just the drums. You know what I mean? Like it's great. The drums are great for a beat. It has a steady beat that kind of like tells the story of the war and the rebellion and the rebels. But at the end of the day, it's not the crescendo. I think that the fantasy aspect of it uh, is being leaned more into, especially by Favreau and Filoni. Um, They, you know, George started doing that in the Clone Wars and Filoni learned, you know, at the master's feet doing this. And uh, I think the big thing in this first episode of Mando that's pointing to leaning more into the fantasy are the Pergils. Are those um, the space whales? The space whales. So, you know, it's kind of like Chekhov's <laughs> gun, right? So in Rebels, Sean, I know you haven't watched Rebels, um, but it's fast becoming Rebels, especially, and parts of Clone Wars are fast becoming, you know, they're not even just the drums. They're almost working their way into more of the crescendo uh, of the storytelling now. But the Purgles play a huge part in the finale of Rebels um, with Ezra Bridger, with Thrawn, with Ahsoka, with Sabine. And all these players are coming into live action through the Mandoverse. Um, but so we got we saw the Purgles here. But if you remember in Obi-Wan, um, Bail Organa name drops the Purgles when he's talking to Princess Leia after she... Uh, kind of has a verbal throwdown with her one of her cousins <laughs> at the party um and he talks to her and was like look you gotta you gotta play your part and he's like you know when i was a child i wanted to explore the galaxy i wanted to chase pergils so that is what he wanted to that's what he, you know because pergils are kind of like this mythological being in the star wars universe they're very rare um so I think that this is a step in that direction. We're getting more of this mythology that's starting to come into play. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, that could tie into a little more of what we're going to see once they show more Mandalore and you, you find out this other, other sect that we're talking about. Maybe you do. Right. Maybe we start to get more heavy into the mythology. Yeah. And especially with Ahsoka coming up, um, I'm wondering if, uh, Ahsoka's going to show... Do you think we see Ahsoka or Luke in Season 3 of The Mandalorian? I think so. I I definitely think we see Ahsoka. I'm not sure about Luke. Okay. Okay. I I, I don't think they'll miss an opportunity to face drop at least. Face drop both of them for a little bit. Yeah. They like to do that with Luke. I like to see him. I think people like to see him. Let's check up on him a little bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I, I kind of like seeing luke in that way now like we can go back we can watch the original trilogy but now luke is part of that mythology he is like a mythological being in the star wars universe yeah it's well i was gonna say i kind of like you know this this isn't his story you know we're not supposed to this isn't supposed to be his story but we all love luke we like seeing him you know checking in (laughs) once in a while and once a season you can see him for a little bit so Uh, i i like the cadence they have with that yeah, I mean, by the time of the sequel trilogy, Luke has also himself passed into myth and legend. So just seeing him like kind of swoop in and be mythological and be like godlike and his mastery of the force at this point is awesome. Just to see uh be one more step removed, you know, kind of like how Chad was saying, like in Andor, it is uh it's very removed from all this like hocus pocus and um, you know, magic, you know, Mando is kind of one step closer because his people were at war with these like godlike figures at one point. <laughs> um, so you, you have that touch. And I think Ahsoka is going to really dive headlong into the mythology. Um, 
and like tying all this stuff in together, which uh, two articles that came out in the last week or so, one of them was from Collider and it's talking about how Freddie Prince Jr. just dropped. Um, supposedly he wasn't supposed to say anything. So take this out with a grain of salt, but that supposedly Dave Filoni actually directed the quote unquote divisive scene in Rogue One where Vader comes in and just mops the floor with a whole bunch of rebels. Now, I don't know why that's divisive or, and I wasn't aware it was divisive. Um, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. Why would it be divisive and why would they, why, I guess, why wouldn't they share that? Why wouldn't they want it to be shared? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just cause he was getting his, cause that was a last minute addition. Uh, so we know it was not really directed mm-hmm. by the main director and right. who the main director was at that time you know, is kind of also shrouded in mystery. Um, was it Tony it's Gilroy? Was it Gareth Edwards? Reshooting a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, that was supposed to be a secret that Tony Gilroy kind of came in and cleaned up everything, and Gareth Edwards just played ball where, um, uh, what's his name that was supposed to do uh, episode nine, did the Jurassic movies, did not, so he kind of got ousted. Oh, Trevorrow? Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. But, you know, Gareth Edwards was kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. And so he still got to promote the movie and be part of it and still be part of this big, you know, dysfunctional family. Um, But then also uh, Geek Tyrant comes out and says, Dave Filoni says the Mandalorian may never cross over with the Star Wars sequel series. And in that article, he talks about. So go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I'll, I'll finish what you were saying, then I'll share my thoughts. Well, in the article, he talks about how um, they were asking, like, are we ever because Favreau just said, like, we're in the middle of Din and the Mandalorian's like story. This is not the end. We're not wrapping up. We're in the middle of his overall story. At least we're going to spend a lot more time with these characters. Um, And so they were asking, are we going to see Din and Grogu and all these other characters cross over? Are we going to cross into sequel? trilogy time period so gotcha. i have three possibilities that i think it could be and kind of one is more likely than the other and then the third one's not very likely most likely i think that means is that like the story ends before it gets to the sequel so like, it doesn't go that long it just it just naturally ends before that so it doesn't interfere with that you don't have that overlap that that's what it, one thing it could mean another thing it could mean is that they could overlap timeline wise but maybe they're off in their own part of the galaxy doing their own thing. And they're not really, you know, because really when you think about it, a lot of the sequels just look like a chase and <laughs> it's, right. it doesn't involve a lot of people. It's like, Oh yeah, we're chasing a, a ship through space and we're on one planet. Like it doesn't, there's so much else going on in the galaxy. You don't really necessarily have to overlap with it. Right. A third thing, what we've speculated on before, which I don't think is likely is that it literally goes into a multiverse and, is a whole new timeline and kind of overwrites and doesn't even consider what happened in the sequels trilogy. All right. So let's start backwards from there. What is all the fad right now? Let's what, let's look at DC. <laughs> what is DC doing? What's the next what big DC doing? movie coming out? The flash. What's what's going on with the flash? It's a multiverse. There's multiple flashes, multiple Batmans from multiple different, you know, universe is colliding in this what is marvel doing the, first of all you know, marvel did it first uh okay i don't know who actually did it first when it <laughs> comes to in terms of t you probably actually know this so in terms of like the flash whatever paradox yeah, and marvel i honestly couldn't tell you in comic book which one came first right but honestly the thing is, probably dc Okay, so so the thing is though, it's it's being done right now, and we in Rebels they've already presented us with a way of doing this in the Star Wars universe, and we're seeing that the Pergil that come from Rebels, Ahsoka, the Ezra, this storyline coming from Rebels that hinges heavily on this kind of thing, you know, uh, is going to be brought into that, um, and. Uh, there's there's rumors that there's going to be in Ahsoka a using that you know um, MacGuffin essentially the world between worlds she is going to see an alternate version of 
Revenge of the Sith. She's going to see an alternate version of, uh, this is just all rumors, but that uh, she may see an alternate version where if she never left the Jedi, it was her fighting Anakin on Mustafar instead of Obi-Wan. And and kind of looking down like what could happen, um, different alternate timelines. So Sean, could this be leading towards alternate? It's popular right now. Uh, and maybe that's why, because because the title of the article is Dave Filoni says the Mandalorian may never cross over with the Star Wars sequel trilogy, possibly because a very different timeline. Man, I don't know. I. I find it hard to see Disney not embracing the sequel trilogy. So, I mean, you still have, um, it's not being, it's not, the... not being embraced. Right. Yeah. I mean, but then look, it... look at the flash. Like they're, in, they're not only embracing Ben Affleck's Batman, they're bringing back freaking Michael Keaton and embracing his Batman. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think this could be a way of, embracing the sequels and bridging the gap with all the people who were really pissed off that they lost their Luke Skywalker and that expanded universe Luke Skywalker. This could be our, another like expanded universe Luke Skywalker. You know, we could, we could see Luke Skywalker, Jason, Jaina, Mara Jade, Ben. It, it would, it would have to be done in a, a really good way. A real, they'd have to figure out a really good way. I don't even know how they would explain that and make it, feasible and and good now i would like it because i didn't love the sequels and i think they could it would be cool to see the direction they go and and luke's academy and all that kind of stuff it would be awesome um but man i don't don't know if i see disney doing that and it would be hell of a of a creative way to make it work yeah i mean what we're already we already know and i don't think we talked about it we may have on book when we talked about book of boba where Luke said that Kylo or <clears throat> Ben was his first student, which now we know is either a lie or we're right. in a different multiverse. Well, many of the Jews we claim to depend greatly on our own point of view. So this this also like you know, look who we learned from, <laughs> right? Um, so this also like goes into what uh Favreau was just saying, which Look, Favreau kind of uh, uh, minces words like he's he's not very clear at what he says. And you got to give the guy a break because he's got to pretend that everything he knows, because think about how far ahead he already knows and everything that's been, you know, written right now, everything that's just like, you know, storyboarded. So he's got to like pull himself back a year and try to speak from that point of view without you know, mixing stuff up. And then they're asking him about stuff that happened over in the book of Boba Fett, which is confusing to us and to him as to what happened when and where. And, and also, you know, cause people are saying, how long was uh, Grogu with Luke? And he said something about two years. And, but then I guess he's like, kind of like uh backtracked on that and said like, no, 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 I, I didn't really mean to say two years. He said that uh, it's been two years since we saw, like, last saw Grogu mm-hmm. go off with Luke. It's kind of all happened in real time. But how long was Luke, Luke and Yoda on Dagobah? We don't know. It's all relative. Um, and I think that uh, they could, like, a lot of this stuff can be played with. Um, and I think they're going to be playing. Go ahead. Maybe it was two years on that planet. Uh, yeah, when you said relative, I was thinking about the theory of relativity. It's like, well, maybe it's moving fat closer to the speed of light, so actually it ages quicker on that planet. But the planet Amandozan is going slower because she's going. Yeah. It's been two cycles of Mandalore around the Mandalorian star. So, but you know, an Osis that was actually. I mean, uh, Josh, you're 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 the king of like. Uh, you know, explaining away these, these plot holes to make sense in the Star Wars universe. I'm sure you could think of something. Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just, the just the world between it. worlds. I think uh, I think will fill a multitude of sins. And you know what they're doing right now is anybody who cares enough, like you, Sean, uh, like me, uh, people that weren't fulfilled entirely by the sequel trilogy. I think they can use all this to kind of, okay, not only that, Bad Batch right now. Um, Bad Batch 
is doing a lot for this. Just as people say uh, Clone Wars did for um, the prequels, I think Bad Batch right now is doing for the sequel trilogy because they're filling in a lot of the gaps um, that were left in the simple statement that was uttered by Poe Dameron uh, somehow Emperor Palpatine returned. And that's basically as much you know explanation we get that you know sith secrets cloning you know secrets only the sith knew they're showing us that mixture of the kaminoans the sith acolyte you know all that is is coming together um they're filling all that in but i think that they can they're going to do that for the sequel trilogy as well for us all of us star wars fans you know give us fulfillment of the luke more of the Luke we wanted to see, more of the Luke that we grew up, you know, fantasizing about in seven, eight, and nine. That's what they're giving us with uh, oh, moving I forward. Fantasies. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But also, yeah. Um, I, I was I thought of a new segment that we should have in this in this show. <laughs> Let's hear it, it. It should be Brian Brian coming on for this to be like a five minute segment. Brian has like three things each week that he thinks are huge like plot holes where they tried to retcon or explain things away and then you explain no 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 this is why it actually makes sense in star wars like how you guys are constantly doing where brian's getting frustrated and you're like well no it actually does make sense when you think about it this way <laughs> yeah i mean yeah brian could do it and and even if brian runs low we could take questions from other people too yeah we could take questions and then uh i will be like the apologist's corner me uh <laughs> Me feeling like just get so frustrated. He'd be like, "That's not actually what why they did it." Like, "Oh no, it is." I'm the Star Wars County Road Commission, just filling in all the potholes left God. by uh, the the glaring. You should, probably a, you should probably take a trip over by my house because there's a lot of those right now, and it's terrible to drive on. You oh, you have to wear like this orange vest and hard hat during the whole uh, segment. Yeah, you got to hear like the beep 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 backing up of you know heavy machinery. But, you know that's a that's actually a pretty good pretty good idea there sean yeah like a um, pl- like a plot hole segment and then we'd have a little and like it, it would it would segue into that <laughs> into that segment with like a little like uh construction truck come by like beep 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 and then you would have a little hat that you put on our vest for the segment to answer you'd be like, hi i'm paving <laughs> over the plot holes and then brian would try to poke these holes and you would fill them yeah yeah i'll fill, I'll fill them right up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Chad probably would have some pretty or good... Or Chad, uh... I'm sure Chad would be great at it. <laughs> Although Chad, yeah, I mean, not only does Chad not like uh, the plot holes and points them out, he also doesn't like, you know, where they've already went and, like, pre-filled in. He doesn't like... He, he likes uh, he likes it to be... I think he likes dirt roads. What would it, more what, than what's, what's an example? What's an example of this? What would this be? Oh, I don't know. You know, uh, how... Basically, if you do anything, uh, what are those books called now? Um, from a certain from point a of certain view. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from A New Hope and Expanding Empire, on anybody's. How we character. know that the barkeeper doesn't like droids because his family was <laughs> murdered by them. Why hey, I said I wasn't going to bring it. I said I wasn't going to bring it up this podcast, but. Uh, you, you, I didn't have to. Um, there's also like a whole story about the cook <laughs> who prepared the meal. Uh, that you see set before Darth Vader and Cloud City when uh, he surprises uh, Han and Leia. There's a, there's a whole is that thing in the about second one? that's in the second one where he's like, Darth Vader's coming here. What is he? Is he a man? Is he a droid? What do you feed him? Like, what does he eat? What do you prepare for Darth Vader? Like, oh man, it's awesome. It's awesome. There's a story on that, right? I want a story on every living thing that we see in any star wars movie at any point we do have a story from the first book of the uh daganaga oh yeah yeah the daganaga yeah we uh there's one I about that. that one there's one about some small creature that lives on salacious b crumb um <laughs> a creature that lives on salacious crumb Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because uh, this year we should get uh, Return of the Jedi. We're the, yeah, we're getting the new yeah. one of these, right? Yep. Yep. Because it's the it's the, uh, the 40th anniversary. The 40th anniversary of it. Yep. Yeah. I gotta finish this. We got a third one, or it's the Return of the the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view stories. For, for, yeah. Ah. So nice. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, but more immediately, I'm looking forward to next week on 
the Mandalorian. So let's hear your guys' uh, what are your predictions that we're going to see next week? You have first D. I gotta think. <laughs> oh, great. But, <clears throat> I, I have, yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and say he definitely doesn't make it to Mandalore. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I honestly, it's, I'm gonna say we're gonna see those pirates at least once during that episode. Okay. Um, Maybe he goes and he searches for what the night owls is that their name? Yep. Is is that where they said um, that Bocatan's trying to think? Of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Bocatan basically said, "Go find them and you deal with them." Yeah, you go wave they'll that thing around. Them. They'll do anything you say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that's I don't honestly. It's too early in the season to. Make those guesses. Yeah, I think we probably see IG eleven eighty eight or IG eleven. Um, at probably next episode, I think he gets completed and, and and working correctly. Um, I don't think we see Mandalore yet. I think he gets sidetracked down to some other you know side quest or something. Uh, but I don't know. I really don't know where it's gonna go. He goes back to that uh that krill planet where they were. Picking up those shrimp. Oh yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, heck, I want to see frog. He lady. can remove his helmet right now. Old boy's yeah. got to be going and doing, oh yeah, you know, living. He's in the... It's like a rumspringer for him. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, it's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Why? There's no point. He's already broke the seal. Yeah, you know, he's either screwed because he's he broke the Mandalorian code, or he's gonna get. You know, he's going to bathe in that water and be good. So why not take it off? Yeah. yeah. I mean, while he's off. got, Let's while it's it. off, take it all off, you know, like yep. you might as well go and hang out with the, the chick over there in that planet. I mean, what do you got to lose at that? You know, that's the <laughs> mentality that really gets, has gotten me into trouble in the past and gets people into trouble. Like I've already screwed up a little bit. What, you know, might as well go. Big. So, so drawing another <laughs> comparison, drawing another comparison to, uh, you know, Christianity and religion in general, like being born again or having your sins saved. Like once you, if you know that you could, um, you know, have your have your sins, um, kind of wiped away. Why not just go right. crazy and do all this other stuff? I mean, so it is admitted. If, if you bathe in this water, if you're baptized and you're born again or whatever, right. you know, why not? Before you that happens, why not go crazy and just do all this shit? Yeah, Din would yeah. be a very good Catholic. Um, you know, he's just like ridden by guilt um but it's a lot harder for him to repent you know because uh you don't exactly have to travel to like the catacombs in rome and uh you know seek out uh somebody there to you know talk about your sins and be forgiven um but yeah that's a good comparison i think that i do a lot of comparisons to religion this this episode there's (laughs) i don't know why that happened I mean, Big hey, question. they're there for us to draw, and I mean, so much so that and it's not even overt that there's literally scripture in these episodes. That's so, true. What'd you say, Sean? Or uh, T? I said, I said, I think the biggest irritation of this episode for me was him basically just shrugging off um, the high, cha- I wouldn't know, what did he call himself? the high magistrate yeah high magistrates offer to give him free land and like just say yes and do your thing and then come back and chill there when you yeah dude take the land have a base of you don't have a big ship to store things on anymore if you need to put some people in cold freeze you know carbonite you know just get a big walk-in carbonite freezer you can have the best land over there by the lake or whatever he yeah. says. he's like right over by there the by the spring and then he's like and then he's like he's like yeah 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 but come over here and i'll show you the map on the the hollow now right here yeah. right here man right. why <laughs> i don't there, want your land them, he's like to them you may be apostate to us you'd be landed gentry like what are you doing man? yeah i would Just... definitely at least have a you know i'd take him up on that why not yeah like why why not 
Uh, do we? Do you guys think we're going to see a different Marshall um, of Navarro this season? Cara Dune is gone. They're already like, you know, setting the table, like saying, like, we need a new Marshall. We need a new. Well, Marshall. we got to see. We got to see how Cobb Vance is doing. Yeah, I hope we see how he's doing. But is he going to um, leave, especially without uh, the armor? Town? Probably not. I don't know. Or you'd have to have maybe they all migrate or they had to leave or you explain yeah, I mean, some, so, something that pulls them away, I guess. Yeah, I mean, literally what we're they're, they're moisture farmers and alcoholics, basically. There was a bar and that was about all you, you really seen. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Cobb Vanth will will be in this season. Um as far as next episode, I think we're going to go to Tatooine because I'm surprised we didn't go to Tatooine in this episode. Um, so I think mechanic again. Yeah, I think we're going to see. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, man, what's her name? Amy. Amy. Yeah, uh, Pele Pelemato, right? Is her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Curly hair. We'll see. One. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll see her because I think that's who he's going to go to for help with IG Eleven. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I bet you. I'm sure that's right. Yep, and then uh, we may go to Mandalore because I think he's going to have to make like he did a lot of hopping around. Okay, this first episode, and it was a short so, episode. Honestly, and I think he has to make ready. multiple trips to Mandalore. I get the feel that they're going to build up to it, and he has this big idea in his mind that he's going to bathe in these fountains, and it's going to get there, and it's going to be something real sad. Like it's like, just oh yeah, it's going to be sad. Um, I don't think he think because he knows exactly where to go now. He wants yeah. a droid. Um, so, but I think he has to. He's going to make multiple trips to Mandalore on this because from what we've seen, we've seen him with Bo Katan on what appears to probably be Mandalore um, in some trailers. So I think that, but she's obviously not going right now. So I think, yeah, I think we might see him go and try to find the mercenary. Uh, former night owls that um, maybe have to defeat somebody, prove his worth to them, go on a mission to prove his worth to them, um, and then maybe head to Mandalore at the end of the episode. Christopher Lloyd writing the great mythosaur. <laughs> that would be awesome. By the end of Marty! this, we're we're seeing we're seeing Din ride the great mythosaur, right? Right. Do, do we see a, do we see a mythosaur? mythosaur? Oh yes, <laughs> we will see a mythosaur. I mean, they've been oh, foreshadowing I, 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 it. You don't think so? No, I, I honestly believe we. What, will. what if we like, see a mythosaur and just this whole? You go to Mandalore and it literally becomes like Game of Thrones. You have these different like sects that are battling. You have these dragon mythosaur things now. It just becomes Game <laughs> of Thrones. You, you get there, there, it's literally Game of Thrones. Kit Harrington yeah, is there. He's just Peter ridden beyond Dinklage. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> be cool. Is a Mandalorian. Well, be man, pretty cool. I'd, I'd love to see Peter Dinklage in Star Wars. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. So any last shout outs, any last thoughts? Well, um, yeah. Um, oh, I did see that Bill Beck said that uh he did like the pergil shout out he was a little bummed that bo-katan was so bummed but uh <laughs> yeah, she was uh oh what i was gonna say by the way was so he went to this planet for bo-katan and he basically it it read something along the lines of mandalore adjacent in mandalore space is basically what it said right so he's in Mandalorian space, but we that doesn't tell us how far. So Mandalore was an in. empire, right? Yeah. It was like Rome. They went and conquered other planets, Concord Dawn being one, you know, and like absorbed them into the Mandalorian culture. <clears throat> so, yeah. so we we don't fully know how far into Mandalore space he is. He could just be right there on the. He could have left Navarro and been like the next planet over. <laughs> right. We need a star map. Map yeah. somewhere here. But, but yeah, uh, uh, Bill also said it makes him think that they'll bring some Ezra and Thrawn into it with the Pergil. Uh, but uh, even though he says he knows that they won't, I, 
completely the contrary. I think, Bill, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to see, I don't know. Do we see Thrawn in this season? Do we see, because he got name dropped last season. And I think maybe the very last episode lasts maybe five minutes. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with it, or, or maybe not the last, but like one episode at some point at the very end, they show him briefly. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a major part, but I feel like they have to put that little thing out there. For yeah, because what Ahsoka is coming out, out this year, right? Yep. Right? I'm correct. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's <laughs> coming out this year. Yep. Um, yeah, I think definitely leaving something to get people excited yeah. for that too in, in Mando, because Mando's kind of like the the thing that allows you know oh hey i'm I'm gonna be gonna be excited for this other show i'll go watch it now right what's gonna be the after credits thing in this (laughs) at the end of this season you know i think it's a very good chance that it could be ahsoka um but uh yeah uh the other thing that maybe we could start being led into next episode uh we still have this and they kind of hinted at in this episode that uh dr pershing uh is is being held and he's supposed to be going to and as well as uh moff gideon uh they're going to be tried um so are we going to start seeing that ne- next episode and how what's that going to spiral into you know because i don't Something. think we're not we're, we're not we haven't seen the last of giancarlo esposito oh no oh no no no, no, no. well and hopefully I mean, not dr Parshing because i like him. right yeah i like dr Parshing you... as well if you like the Ninja Turtles, I just read they're doing a cartoon, and Giancarlo Esposito is going to be voicing Splinter. No. Oh. Shredder. Uh, no. Uh, Splinter. Crank. Is going to be voiced Crank. by uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Um, I can see it. I can. So who it. is he going to be then? Hold on, I gotta remember who it was. I was. I'm gonna look it up and find it faster than you can. Probably. <laughs> Voice cast revealed. John Cena. <laughs> is, yeah, is he's it? gonna be Rocksteady. He'll bebop and Ro- he'll <clears throat> play bebop and Rocksteady. What? No. Uh, so it says in this article. Baxter Stockman. I don't even know who that is. He's the scientist who created ooze. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he's gonna be playing that guy, um, or voicing that guy. Interesting. Um, but um, Seth Rogen is gonna be Bebop. Who's playing, who's playing Casey Jones? Nobody now. Casey. Uh, it hasn't been announced, at least. Terrible. April O'Neil. Um, it's I feel terrible. <laughs> um, but that's a, a different story for a different time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just but... wanted to let everyone know that Esposito is going to be in Ninja Turtles. Next uh next celebration we if 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 he's there. We gotta meet him. We gotta do a photo op with Esposito. Oh yeah, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> I feel like killing two birds with one stone because of my Breaking Bad love. Exactly. We gotta <laughs> have some sort of a crossover Breaking Bad Star Wars cosplay. Just do like the well, you would do like um his character in Star Wars with half like half the face or something like that. I don't know. What if we do the Mandalorian outfits that we normally do, but we have like the the chicken restaurant he worked at. <laughs> That's As our the... sigil and stuff. The <laughs> Los Poyos Hermanos is our like Mandalorian. Yeah. We are the clan. <laughs> Instead of the Mudhorn clan, we are the Poyos the clan. Chicken Brothers. Yeah, the Chicken Brother clan. <laughs> he would actually he would probably get a real kick out of that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> if you want to be followed anywhere, uh, you can name drop that now. Well. You want to be stalked? Do you guys want to give out your uh, personal addresses? But if you want to follow me, it is tgreen at Facebook. It's currently the only thing I have. And uh, if you want to follow me, hopefully we do more of these podcasts and you can tune in and watch them here. 
Yeah. So if you want to follow all of us, uh, we are the Talking Sith Podcast on Facebook. And you can email us at talkingsithpod at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, uh, write in. Let us know what you think about, you know, uh, what's going on in the Favoloniverse right now. What you think about Andor versus Mando. Um, any potholes that you would like me to fill. Um, I would be your personal Star Wars therapist. But, uh, yeah, we are back. Uh, so until next week, everybody, uh, may the Force be with you. Good. <laughs>